talking to you regular cannabis users. Have you ever experienced any sort of adverse reactions or health effects? Getting some of you texting right now saying, uh, I've been totally fine. Uh, this person says, I've used for 40 years and not once has anything negative happened other than getting the munchies or falling asleep on the couch. Uh, another person saying, I've used CBD oil and THC oil prescribed by my doctor at the Canadian Cannabis Clinic and proper doses for arthritis and chronic pain. I've been using it for four years on a daily basis and have no adverse side effects whatsoever. In fact, it's really helped with chronic pain and weekly muscle spasm. That's great to know. Someone else says, I tried it once in my 20s. That was over 50 years ago. I wasn't too impressed with it. I don't even want to go anywhere near it now because I have heart issues at this stage in life and I don't need to have that exacerbated at all. And that's actually one of the issues that can come up for some people are heart issues and nonstop vomiting. I would love to know what your experience has been. We can keep you anonymous if you want. 780-496-0063. Our guest is PhD candidate in environmental chemistry at the University of Toronto, Kristen Kristen, thanks so much for making the time. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm curious what made you want to look into this. It feels like we've largely lifted the stigma around cannabis use, and most people, you know, even just like the text I just read, kind of sing its praise as saying that it's done nothing but good things for them. So why did you want to look into the negative side effects? So I think um, for for just some context, I'm a 25-year-old, um, and I... I researched cannabis emissions, but I also uh, kind of grew up in an environment where, like, we had a very lax kind of perception of the dangers of cannabis. Hmm. Um, I used it as a minor. A lot of people I knew as a minor were using it regularly. And even to this day, I know a lot of regular users. Um, and I recently came across a podcast where I heard the story of Liv Wilder, who was the individual I, I researched in my article, uh, sorry, um, interviewed in my article. And uh, their story was very, very uh, almost shocking to me, but also it, it makes a lot of sense. And when I looked into the conditions that they had experienced, I had realized that even like myself and other people that I know have experienced some of the symptoms, uh, especially of cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Um, and I think it, it's just something that we should be more aware of, especially as cannabis becomes more widely available, uh, especially with these uh, higher dose uh, and higher potency products. Are, are so I'm very much of the you know the the mindset that look if it works for you great uh, no judgment across the board but I, I wonder if some of the symptoms that you're describing are something that maybe someone could be experiencing and maybe they're so subtle that they're not even relating it to their cannabis use use can you sort of walk us through some of what these symptoms might look like yes. Uh, for sure. So I think that's definitely something that is very prominent in, in cannabis culture is we kind of um, reduce the, the severity of our actions. So a lot of times people will say like, no, I'm, I'm not dependent on cannabis, but they're consuming, you know, over a gram of cannabis a day. And it's like, maybe we should think about the 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 implications of that so going into the um the the symptoms of some of these conditions for cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome which is essentially a cyclic vomiting syndrome um, which is associated with chronic cannabis use um, there are three phases of this uh, condition and the first one is called the prodromal phase and this is something that i believe i've experienced and several people i know have experienced some of the symptoms this is when your body hasn't fully begun to uh, have this really adverse reaction to cannabis you're not having these severe episodes of vomiting and nausea yet but you are having things like night sweats you might have some uh, unexplained abdominal pains every now and then uh, increased indigestion um, 
increased nausea that you can't really explain. Those sort of things, I think, could be um, something that a lot of people have experienced but kind of said, okay, maybe I just had an upset stomach that day. I had too much coffee. But in reality, if you are consuming potentially a dose that you're not familiar with, this is something that could be um, potentially to blame for uh, those experiences. Are there certain strains that could be causing some of these issues and you could maybe have a reaction to one but not a reaction to another? So uh, we don't have a lot of information on like the specific strains or even the specific products that are causing uh, these conditions, especially because uh, people who are uh, chronic cannabis users, they generally tend to use cannabis in several different consumption methods. So it's hard to specify, is it edibles Mm -hmm. that's causing this? Is it smoking that's causing this? Um, Is it vaping? Those sorts of things. Um, And then in terms of uh, strains, again, I, I think we don't really have enough information on what the, the differences are in terms of what we're, we're exposing ourselves to. Um, but I definitely think that the, the increase in the um, THC potency and CBD potency has something to do with the increasing trends that we're seeing of these um, conditions. How long lasting are these effects? I mean, is it just when you're, is it right after you've used or could you be uh, someone who used cannabis and then stopped for a time, but you're still experiencing these, these symptoms long after the fact? So with cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, what we know is that people generally, it's as long as they're continuing their cannabis use, they'll continue to experience those symptoms of the chronic nausea and the chronic vomiting. Um, But as soon as they abstain from cannabis use, they are um, relieved of these symptoms. Um, The problem is that we're not really sure about like um, reoccurrence of uh, the, the, the symptoms when you re-begin introducing cannabis into your system. There's been a lot of anecdotal um, reports of people saying what their own experiences are, and it seems like there's like contradicting information. I've seen some people say that even secondhand cannabis smoke uh, triggers their symptoms, even if they've like abstained from cannabis use for a long time. Um, But other people are saying um, if I abstain for like a certain amount of time and then I have a a low dose edible, I'll be okay. But if it's like a higher dose and I'm smoking, then it's not okay. So I think um, everyone's body, we're still trying to understand what the effects are on the human body. And then also the fact that everyone's body has different imbalances and we don't really know how cannabinoids are going to interact with those imbalances. And there's no real way to know unless you're really experimenting on yourself and sort of trial and error between different products and figuring out what the reaction is. Is there? Essentially, yes. But that being said, I I wouldn't recommend just going willy nilly with (laughs) cannabis products and trying all crazy different things. Definitely. If you if you do want to do cannabis, use lower dose products. Um, Listen to the the uh, instructions on the packaging. So if it says that you need to wait a few hours for something to kick in, wait a few hours before you do more, especially if you don't know how you're going to react to those products. Are these symptoms something that is only correlated to chronic use? And can you define chronic use? Yes. So um, generally, it's you have been overwhelming your system with cannabinoids for an extended period of time. So for the, the, the vomiting syndrome, that's especially the case. And then for Takotsubo cardiomyopathy, which is the heart condition, um, that is uh, generally like at least several years of daily use. Um, essentially, what is happening there is the the cannabis has similar effects on the body as stress does 
also you uh, have this like weakening of your body's ability to handle stress and your heart's ability to cope with stress responses. So you're more easily triggered to have this this heart event that can have significant negative outcomes um, because your body has been stressed out by the the cannabis exposure and the high levels of cannabis and the constant exposure. So heart issues and a nonstop vomiting condition that could be correlated to chronic cannabis use. A couple of the things that you found in your research, but you know, as much as I want to um, encourage people to to use it if it works for them, I think this really highlights the fact that there's a lot that we don't know. I want to talk about why it is that there's still a, a big mystery surrounding some of the effects that it does have on people and maybe what we need to do to move that needle forward a little bit. Kristen, we do just have to take a very short break, so we'll be right back. We're going to come right back into this conversation talking about the adverse uh, effects of cannabis use on your health. Have you experienced any of these? Let me know. 780-496-0063. We'll come back in three minutes. About cannabis use and how it could have some alternate effects on your health. Uh, our guest has studied uh, situations where people have experienced things like heart issues and nonstop vomiting related to chronic cannabis youth. use. Excuse me. She's a PhD candidate in environmental chemistry at the University of Toronto. Kristen Yeh. Kristen, thanks so much for sticking around on hold. Really appreciate your time. Hello. So, Kristen, you know, we're talking about these situations and in one situation that you rec- you experienced yourself and then researched uh, with, uh, with an Instagram user who's very open about his experiences in the States. It, this, is, this is anecdotal, right? Or has any of this mm-hmm. been studied and peer-reviewed? So, so far, as far as the peer-reviewed literature goes, um, especially with the heart condition that Liv suffered from, so far we only really have case studies um, and a handful of them. And even with cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, the vomiting syndrome, we still only have mostly case studies and then maybe a handful of peer-reviewed papers trying to um, look into what the the uh, symptoms are, what the how we diagnose these things, and potentially how we try to treat these things. Um, I think the, the unfortunate case right now is that we don't have a lot of research on the effects of cannabis on the human body because it was in this illegal criminalized state for so long. And I think because of that state, we've had not only um, this inability to access individuals who were using cannabis because it was illegal and that would have been against the law theoretically and they wouldn't have wanted to expose themselves Um, but also even in the current climate i think there's a a hesitancy from cannabis users to participate in some of this research a because they're worried to find out about potential negative effects of a drug that they've been using for a long time and that they've they've thought was entirely harmless uh, on their health Um, And then also just to avoid going back to that state of of criminalization, of fear of of cannabis. I think your position is an interesting one because it seems to me in some ways you are a bit of an advocate for cannabis use and then in other ways sort of sounding the alarm in terms of some of these adverse health effects that we're not necessarily educated on. So can can you be both? I believe yes. Um, I believe that uh, as adults, specifically adults, um, we we have you can't tell other adults to what they can and cannot do, especially when it comes to substance use, unless it is actively putting them at harm or people around them at harm. Um, but my 
specific view of, of legalization is we, we need to give people uh, a source of cannabis that isn't synthetic, that isn't laced, that isn't contaminated. Uh, we need to do this for Canadian health and safety. But at the same time, if we prioritize the commercialization of cannabis over the education of what cannabis is used for, um, what the effects of it are, and what the potential negative effects are, we are... Um, essentially marketing cannabis at the cost of cannabis users instead of informing the users of what we've learned since we've legalized. Um, yeah. Why do you think it is that we don't know about some of these some of these issues that might be associated to chronic use? So we don't have a lot of controlled studies where we, we have, you know, um, X amount of cannabis users from X age to this age, and we follow them for some amount of time right. and investigate the studies, uh, investigate the effects of the, the cannabis on their bodies um, because of the, the criminalization, because of the illegal status. Um, I am hoping that with where we are now, we can move forward with conducting studies like that and get a little bit more better information about what the effects are. But... Um, the the thing with with health research and clinical trials is they they take a lot of time in terms of ethics approvals and even in terms of just like doing the studies if we want to determine what the long-term effects of chronic use are that means that we have to have individuals who are willing to essentially sacrifice themselves to be studied for extended periods of time and then we also have to wait out that period of time where we're measuring their exposure yeah, but for the betterment of public health, uh, seems like a, seems like a good idea to find out exactly what it's doing. Kristen, thanks so much for for your research and for making the time this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, take care. That's Kristen Yeh, PhD candidate in environmental chemistry at the University of Toronto. So, have you ever experienced any sort of adverse health effects because of your cannabis use?